Hello, and welcome to the No Pressure Podcast, presented by 4624 Creative. My name is Adam, and I'm your host. My guest today is a musician and entrepreneur. His songs have amassed tens of millions of streams worldwide. His newest song, Come Through, is out everywhere now. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Corman. Matt, what's going on? Woohoo! What's up, Adam? How you doing? Good, man. I'm happy to have you on. It's been a while since we've spoken. It has to have been a few years. Um, happy to have this conversation, though. You know, I've been kind of watching your growth from the sidelines for the last few years, and it's been great. So I'm ready to kind of dive into that. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Good to uh, yeah. reconnect. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for listeners who might not know who you are, know everything about you, why don't you tell us, you know, who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure thing. So, <clears throat> as you said, my name is Matt Corman. I'm a musician. Uh, originally, I'm from... Cape Cod, Massachusetts, specifically town of Barnstable. Spent some time in the Boston music scene. And now I currently live down in Miami, been doing music full time for the past three years. And uh, before that, spent some time in corporate America, uh, working, you know, the sales jobs and uh, a little bit of marketing stuff. So, but now I'm back and uh, I've been doing music full time for the last three years or so. Yeah. And that's incredible. So, you know, you were working in corporate America and then you had to just completely jump into music. What was that transition like for you? Because I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, when the right point is to make that move. And, you know, I personally don't ever think there's like a perfect moment or right point. You just kind of have to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like for you and figuring everything out there? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question. I think that I always viewed myself as a full-time entrepreneur even when I was working for another company, right? So when I was working for, for an example, K-Force, which was a staffing agency, I always knew that my goal in life was to be working for myself one day. And me showing up to my nine to five every day was just the vehicle that was going to give me the finances and allow me to pursue my dreams one day. So I made a pact to myself that whenever my music money outweighs my corporate check, that's when I'll quit my corporate job and go full-time into music. And at that time, <clears throat> I had a song that blew up called Word of the Wise, and I, you know, it like blew up in October, and I got my check two months later, and it was bigger, or no, sorry, it was like $100 less than my, my corporate check. And I was like, well, you know what? Like, we're pretty much there. I'm just scaling up here, so I'm gonna quit and just see what happens. And then from that day, I just been going ham at it. And you're right. It was never a perfect time. Like, of course I got a music check that was before taxes taken out of it. And, you know, I had no more health insurance and there's a lot of different factors involved. So it was a really scary time, but I saw it fitting as the only time where I was going to be allowed to put all my energy into music. And uh, yeah, kind of got me to this point here. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it's those pivots, those decisions where sometimes there's a lot of negatives associated, like you said, you know, losing health insurance, things like that. But there's the one bright spot that I think. Everything else is itself out. I know it's super cliche to be like, yeah, it'll all work out. Um, But truthfully, like, that self-belief and the ability to kind of make the pivots and say, this is the good part and I'll figure out the bad parts as I scale and go along. Huge. And I think that, you know, really helps with the foundation for a solid career, especially in entrepreneurship and, you know, whatever industry that may be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, absolutely. You're never going to figure, it's never going to work out perfectly, especially in, in any business venture. Like I've, I do music full time, but alongside that, just like anybody else, I've done tons of different ventures. Like 
I also run a digital marketing agency on the side. I've also, you know, I mean, I've done so much shit and it's like nothing ever goes according to plan. Even for the most successful people that I'm meeting, everybody, what they have in common is just that they, they deal with problems and they just persevere through everything because they have one goal in mind at the end, you know? Yeah. And that's really what it is, is that goal and, you know, stay, you know, stay motivated and kind of one thing that goes off that is I've noticed that throughout your music career and as things get bigger and bigger, you have made the choice to kind of, you know, stay independent and stay owning, you know, your means to an extent and all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of artists, you know, the, the pathway is they have a song that gets blown up. They have offers on the table to kind of not be independent and then it's their choice whether they want to take that upfront cash or anything like that or to stay independent and try to own that business and own that side of things what was your thinking process on deciding you know to date to kind of stay in that independent lane yeah that's a great point i think that once you like when you start making music their whole objective is to you know you're trying to get respect from people you have like your first 100 streams or whatever and you're just in your town you're trying to get some love from your high school friends and then from that, you're trying to get a little bigger, scale up to a thousand streams. And then you inevitably, if you keep going, you're going to get to a point where you're doing millions and millions of streams. <clears throat> when you start doing that, you're going to garner attention from the major labels because as soon as you're bringing in, you know, what's considered an okay salary, the labels want to get involved so that they can get a piece of what you're doing as well. And so inevitably, you're going to get talked to from a major label. I've been talked to from, you know, pretty much all the majors. And the, the reason why I've stayed independent is because how I view my music journey is it's not about just, just, just trying to get a music check. Um, if I had wanted to just do this just for money, then I would have gotten an advance like, you know, two years ago when word of the wise was blowing up. But I think that I have stayed focused on my main goal. And here's how I like to put this. I might go on a little rant here, but in any sort of business that you're starting, especially in the music space, you need to focus on the why and the objective for what you're doing. For example, if I am, if, if I'm a father and my main objective is to put food on my kids' tables because we're broke, all and I, I go and work a job, whether it be shitty, whether it be good, whatever it is, I go to work and then I work the whole week and then I get a paycheck. I take the paycheck, I go to the grocery store, I get the food, I put it on my food's table, I performed an action, I get a result, right? In the music industry, you that's not how it works. You can put out 150 songs, which I have. And if you're doing it for money and then you learn that no money's coming in, you're going to inevitably end up quitting or you're going to be looking for the label to help you out, somebody to help you out so you can get the result that you desire, which is the money. I never started this for the money. Therefore, it wasn't like I needed to turn to a label to help me out with the funding. My whole goal and purpose was to start the whole MIH journey and inspire people to persevere and pursue their dreams and really make it happen out of situations that maybe they weren't, you know, given the opportunity to do so. And so it was always easy for me to just own whatever I had going on and not take the easy shortcut for a couple hundred thousand dollars because I always saw the big picture. And for me, the big picture was doing it independently, being able to help other artists eventually inspire them, show them that they can do it, show them the methods on how I did it as well, because that's, that's a bigger impact for me in my journey versus than just making a bunch of money off music. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think having that motivation that's external to money, I was talking about this on a different podcast yesterday. And one thing that we kind of said was, you know, all 
you know, that million, they're like, oh, this is too hard. I'm not doing this. I'm done. Um, And I think because of that, it's very offsetting to have that financial goal. I think the goals need to be personally based. So I think the goals to motivate others that you have is one that sets people up for long-term success because it's a moving target. It's not just a thing that you can achieve and then be like, all right, I'm done. It's something Mm -hmm. that, okay, I inspired, you know, a hundred thousand people, but I want to reach, you know, a hundred million people. So then you keep going, that number gets bigger. There's no shortage on people to make an impact on. Um, and I think that's really, really great, especially to kind of base your career and your motivation and goals off of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, let's be real, right? Like the music industry, obviously you join it because you can get, you can get rich as well. Right. It's like, okay, like I can have freedom, I can get rich and I can perform at shows. And it's like, it's cool to be a rapper. Like it's a lot, of, it's a lot of fun to do it. So there's obviously that aspect of it too. So, but, but it gets really hard. And I know that you've seen this from your management perspective of, of, you know, I know you manage a couple different artists and you've been in the space for a while and just from business, it's fucking hard. Like music industry is so damn difficult. Like I've been, I've been putting out music since I was 19. I'm 27 now. So six years of just putting out music and it just started working. So it's like, you have to be willing to just get kicked in the face over and over year after year, year after year and not have a time frame for when it's going to work and just be completely okay with that that's why it's hard if you're married to the money and you know also make no mistake too it's like i've been staying independent because i haven't gotten an offer that is equal to what i value my career as just yet you know like i have big aspirations i think that my platform is going to be massive and it's if it's not like a lot of artists sell themselves short i think because they see their first 50k advance they see like somebody says hey man i'm gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars to put out three albums and it's like, that sounds fire until those three albums take you 10 years to put out because you just got to go through this A&R and that A&R. And before you know it, you're, you're 40 years old and like you signed for hundred grand. And, you know, but that's just the position that I was in when I was putting out the music and, and currently am in right now. I'm just kind of waiting for the right thing to come across my table. And if it's not there, then fuck it. We keep moving, you know? Yeah. And, you know, having leverage and creating opportunity is huge. And I think that that's one thing that you've been able to do really well is you create your own leverage. So when those conversations come, you know, they a lot of times they'll be f- able to find somebody with minimal traffic and say, all right, they'll wave a s- relatively small amount of money after taxes and all that in front of their face and say, OK, just yeah. uh, sign this and, you know, you're good. But creating leverage, you can say, all right, well, I've already done this on my own. I can do this. What can you do for me? And that changed that whole negotiation because, you know, like you said, you need to be okay with the what is going to happen, but the when is completely out the window. And that goes for absolutely anything. It's nothing good comes fast. Nothing fast comes good. So it's like you need to work hard and you need to just kind of put your head down and things will work if you believe they're going to work and you work hard, but it might not work tomorrow. It might take, you know, eight years, six years, however long that may be. And that's, that's business and that's life. And I think that the music industry is just, you know, a very hardcore version of that in the sense that like it's, there's a lot more gatekeeping than traditional businesses and things like that, that you have to be aware of, but you know, there's, it's very lucrative, right? There's people who make hundreds of millions of dollars a year off of it. Personally, I think those people should be the artists, but the different conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ultimately just putting your head down and keep working. That's always respectable. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I mean, perfectly said. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that you kind of alluded to a little earlier is that you have 
always been involved in like other businesses and other ventures outside of the music. And you've always been somebody who I've looked at as having a strong, you know, business acumen as far as how they brand themselves and all of their projects. How important has, you know, your knowledge of business and your roles and experience working with different businesses been in kind of building up your personal brand for success? Wow. That's a great question, man. And thank you. Yeah. I think that it, it kind of goes back to what I said from artists that are starting music and just focusing on the why. Um, I think that other ventures that I've been a part of, just so people know, uh, the digital marketing agency I opened, we help different companies get press releases as well as um, just, just, I mean, there's so many different shit that we do, but basically we do marketing for, for like cryptocurrencies and also just like brick and mortar stores and other artists as well. Like I started a coaching program called Matt Corman's artist coaching program. I put out a growth guide, which teaches artists how to grow on Spotify and Apple music and how to build a brand and market themselves correctly. Um, for me personally, I always do things ethically and not out of greed. It's just completely out of, um, you know, just trying to help others. And that has gotten me more success in the long run than anything happens. There's been so many different opportunities where I could have promoted this sort of thing and gotten a cash grab. I could have um, helped out these sort of people and made a couple racks real quick. But I've always helped to the core my motto of just making sure that whatever I'm doing, I need to worry about who it's actually affecting in the process. And you see it a lot in the digital space now with NFTs and cryptocurrencies. You know, a lot of people are just dropping cryptocurrencies, pumping it up, and then, you know, just running away with bags on their followers and shit. I mean, bro, if I went through my email and looked at how many people asked me to promote their crypto coin, it, I, I could be a fucking millionaire by now. But I haven't done, I don't do, I don't promote any crypto coins. The only thing that I've ever done in crypto is help market other currencies. And I never took, you know, I've never even like had tokens. So the reason I'm saying that is because there's a lot of opportunity for people to do that nowadays. And in the long run, I firmly believe that I'm always looking to help people and just do shit that is going to make a positive impact on them. Like kind of like when I was coaching the artists as well, like for a while I coached artists for free before I started charging people for the coaching program. I was just doing free consulting with different people. And then I was like, fuck, I could make some money off of this. I'm putting in like 40 hour weeks on these, on these four different people right now. And um, that's how I look at it. You know, anytime you're going into any sort of business venture, make sure you're taking a look at who it's going to be affecting, who you're selling to. Like if you're doing e-commerce, don't sell bullshit to people. You know, it's not going to come around and get and, and be good for you in the long end. I'm a firm believer in karma. So if you're putting out positive stuff to people, you're going to get positive back in the long term. So that's that's kind of how I view it. Just make sure you're focused on who you're affecting when you're doing business and make sure it's positive. Yeah. And, you know, major business people are always looking to better the world. And I think that when you look at people, you know, everyone has their differences of opinion. Just giving an example, you look at like an Elon Musk. He's obviously someone who's extremely wealthy, but his whole premise when he first started was to help, you know, he found a problem that a lot of society was experiencing and tried to fix it. And I think that, any scale where you find these small problems and then they slightly get bigger and bigger and you continue to try to solve those and do things like you said, ethically with good intentions mm -hmm. that there's a difference between, you know, building something that makes money and building a business and a business is something that's around for a long time because it can develop some kind of following and people can relate to you and you create brand loyalty. That's a business, you know, there's brands, there's companies or stuff like that, but an actual business is something that it has longevity. And I think 
number one thing for longevity is having a positive impact. So that's a very, you know, advanced piece of business knowledge that you're able to kind of go in and apply to everything else. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on, man. I think that because be, also because if I've done things ethically and because if you're going to do things ethically, your business is going to sustain for a longer amount of time than if you were to not. I mean, let's, let's take a look at an artist's career. Realistically, how long do artists, successful artists, whatever that means, I guess to say, like you can live off of your music fully and not have to work another job uh, for sake of argument. If you're going to be a successful artist, how long do those careers actually last for? And less than a decade for sure. These aren't like jobs where you go into a corporate company and it's like, okay, I could work for Toast Inc. and I can work my way up the ladder there and be there for 40 years. When you're an artist, like maximum is 10 years. And you may start when you're 18 years old. So like, what are you going to do after 28? Did you do a bunch of sketchy shit while you were making the music? Were you a piece of shit person? Or were you able to build brand loyalty and create a strong network with people? Those are questions that people should be asking themselves as they're, uh, as they're coming up in the scene, you know? Yeah, I think that's huge. I think, you know, doing good business is major because like you said, you never know who you're going to come across down the line. And if you're, if you get on, right. And you get on for, let's say two years and like you're on, you know, you're making all this money. Like you said, it's going to stop for most people. Obviously you have your extreme examples like Drake and, you know, people who are very high up and will be high up forever because of just the brand they've created. But um, I think that having, like you said, building that network, being a good person, doing good business, that sets up the long-term longevity wealth. It doesn't like the short stuff. It matters, but it really doesn't matter because it's short-term for a reason. And short-term doesn't last that long unless you make it last. And the only way to make it last, do the right thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. And then, you know, say if somebody who wants to really get into the creative space, whether it be marketing or music or art, anything like that, and wants to build a life and a business off of it, were to ask you for one piece of advice, what would you tell them? Hmm. I think that I would tell them to one, think bigger, because you don't know how big it can actually get. I remember when I first coming up, I was looking at like the different artists and like Boston area or just like, I don't know, just seeing certain things that people were doing. And it's like, damn, that's what I want. That's all I want. But you don't know how big you're, how big you can actually get until it actually starts happening to you and doesn't feel real until it's happening to you. And it will happen to you. Right. Like for an example, I remember when word of the wise was blowing up. I remember when I was going to like a major label meeting and I was like, I was taking Snapchats. Me and my friends were all like Interscope records in California. And then it's like, Yo, I, I remember my buddy Jake. He's like, dude, can you believe that we're actually here? Like, this is a, this is a real thing for you. And it feels so crazy because it's like, damn, I went from just cutting the music in my parents' house to like now we're talking about actual money where like I could be a legitimate artist. Like, I would tell people to think bigger. And also, you probably already are the person that you want to be. You just need to perform the actions to do that. So what I mean by that is I always wanted to be a professional rapper. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur that was just living off of my, you know, my own work and what I do. And I was always that person, even when it wasn't working. And you probably like these people probably are too, even when, if it doesn't feel like that. So forget about when it's going to happen. Like you already are that person just act as that. And some, some great piece of advice that I got was uh, if you live every day, like a camera crew is following you, 
how would you live? You know, how, like, like, what would you do differently? Like, if you're actually going to be somebody who's trying to create a digital marketing agency, but you're waking up every day and you're not doing shit, your camera crew is going to document that and they're going to see it's bullshit, right? So, like, if you want to be a professional musician and you you want to be putting out music and be that guy, you should be waking up every day and um, be in the fucking studio and working on growing your band and getting better. So that's what I would say. Um, just, it's just like, it's, it's a little fun thing that I have to do sometimes when I'm bullshitting and I'm just like, dude, what if a camera crew was following me right now? It's like, all right, then let's get after it. Let's go do something cool and exciting. Let's go make it happen somehow. You know? Yeah. That's amazing advice. And I think a lot of people are going to take that with them. The camera crew thing is always something that I try to live by. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, if I wake up half an hour late, I'm like, oh no, like what if right now? Like it would look so terrible. So I got to get up and, you know, make that time up. Yeah. I also should put out too that don't expect it to be easy. Like it's going to go wrong like 95, like 99% of the time. If you look at my career and you see any sort of accolades or any sort of positive things that have happened from it, it's truly a fucking highlight reel. That is 1% of the time in the way that I'm living now has not been the way I've lived for the last 26 years of my life. It's just now that I'm 20, like this is the first time it's ever worked. And I've been trying to do this for such a long time. And I'm friends with very successful people and the majority of their life, it's going wrong. So it's going to go wrong. You're going to go do a show and the sound isn't going to be perfect. You're going to go, the, the, the booking agent's going to fuck up. You're going to drop a song and you're going to put the unmastered version out on Spotify eventually you're going to have a client if you're doing marketing for them and you're going to under deliver for them, you're, you're going to fuck up and it's going to go wrong over 90% of the time. So when it goes wrong, take a step back and be like, okay, I knew that this was going to happen. This is probably how it's going to go the entire time. And I'm just going to choose to learn from what's going on for the next time. And, and that's how you're going to have to operate when you're an entrepreneur. When you're an entrepreneur, it's, it's going to hurt. Now, it's way easier to work for somebody else. It is way fucking easier. I promise. It's way less stressful. This lifestyle is glamorized, but it does come with its pros. But just be prepared to get kicked in the fucking face all the time because that's all you're going to get. But obviously, the reward that comes from it is worth it. But that's what I would say. So just prepare for shit to go wrong. And when it goes wrong, I got this from Jocko Willink. I don't know. You know who Jocko is? Yeah. Yeah, so he always talks about when shit goes wrong in the battlefield or just in business in general, it's a good thing because that gives opportunity to uh, to grow and learn and experience shit. Like if shit was going right all the time, it wouldn't be worth it. If I dropped my first song ever and it hit a billion streams, first off, it was ass. I would have gotten laughed out in, less, in, in a couple years and it wouldn't have worked. But – all the bad shit makes it worth it when the good thing comes around. It just makes it 10 times better. And that's the whole point. You're, you're, you're on this journey because you love the journey, not for the result. Be in love with the journey. Like love what the fuck's happening even when it's not what you, what you want to happen. A little tangent there. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's perfect. I think that, you know, kind of going off what you were saying, like for myself, right. And I'm involved in a lot of different businesses and what I've been able to kind of see is like, all right, you know, things will go right, but way more things are going to go wrong to let you know, like, you know, when something's going right. And I think the best thing you can do, especially in those situations where it feels like nothing's working is figure out what the problem is. And that's 
mistakes work and you do learn from it and then it never happens again you can kind of push forward you know that's the stuff right there that's the important part in the losses or it's just the lessons that come out of it and i think that you know that's one thing i try to live by every day is if there's something that goes wrong okay what went wrong how do we fix it and how do we prevent it from happening again those are the three questions i ask myself and then i never think about it again yeah. um I think, you know, don't dwell. They always say in football, like the best thing a quarterback can have is short-term memory. Same thing with everything else, really. Like, you know, understand where you went wrong so it doesn't happen again, but don't sit around and dwell over those problems because they are going to happen, like you said, and it's just a part of it. And ultimately, you can either move forward or get stuck in it. And the best thing to do is move forward. Like, this isn't easy, but if it was easy, every single person in the world would do the same thing. It's not. None of this is easy, but it's there's more gratitude that comes with it. And it's so much easier to appreciate those wins because you have to deal with so many things. If you learn from them instead of just dwelling on them. Yeah, man. I love that. You killed it. High risk, high reward. And I'm looking at my whiteboard over here. I wrote this the other day. Um, with it, when those hard situations do happen, there you go. So there um, I wrote this and it basically says, what are you focusing on? What does it mean? And what are you going to do? So when highly, I've had some highly stressful situations happen recently, right? As I'm sure a lot of people had, this world's fucking crazy. And just specifically in business for me though. And um, I heard this thing, it's like, what? okay, what are you focusing on at that point in time? Because sometimes our mind wanders and starts creating stress if situations that aren't even happening yet. And so now I'm starting to think, when a stressful situation arrives, it's like, okay, what am I focusing on? It's like, okay. Let's say it's something with like the music and it's something with like Spotify. It's like, okay, what is my brain focusing on? Oh, it's focusing on this bullshit over here. Well, you already took care of that bullshit. You're just waiting for a result to happen. You can't control it anymore. And what does it mean? I think that's the most important thing because a lot of times we're focusing on something and like, w- like what does it actually mean? Like, why are we focusing on that? Like, why am I focusing on this negative situation that isn't even occurring right now? It doesn't mean anything to me that I'm about to go perform on a stage, you know? And then- also, the third and final one, which is the most important, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to stop thinking about it? Are you going to take action on it? Whatever it is. So it's just interesting we're talking about stress right now and, and, and situations like that because that's a new thing that I just saw um, that I've been prioritizing in my head a lot. It's just what's happening, what I'm focusing on, what does it actually mean to the situation, and what am I going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, formulas and processes to get through any kind of stressful situation are key. You can't, you know, the key with being an entrepreneur, creative person in general is you have to be able to take action quickly. And you can't do that if you're, you know, locked in on this one stressful part because there's so many other things going on around you at all times that you have to kind of be able to see all that. And if you're focused on one thing, everything is going to blow by you. Um, and I think that's really been huge for me and just growing and everything. So on that side of things, like not as much stress, but more just like the pressures to be, you know, successful and the pressures to uh, live up to whatever expectation you have for yourself uh, moving forward. How, you know, when things get really tough and I know you kind of alluded to this earlier with, you know, asking yourself these questions, but when things get really tough and feeling a lot of pressure, how do you deal with that? Oh man. I mean, when things are getting tough, how do I deal with it? It's just, um, I go back to the reason of why I started doing whatever the hell I'm doing. Like, it's like, okay, the music stuff, like it's just some, I could dive so deep into this, just like on specific situations. Uh, but it's like, okay, this is going wrong for this reason, but 
like let's say something happened with some money shit with like a like like a producer or just with like your streams coming in or whatever like a label's trying to do some shit or whatever it is it's like okay but you weren't in this for money originally right like you were in this to you know i go back to my reasons matt matt you weren't in this to make money you were in this to create a platform and and grow a brand and able to help other people right so focus on that you know you're focused on the wrong things and then on the flip side, I guess outside of music, when shit's going wrong, just in general, maybe in relationships, in business, because we, we've all dealt with that bullshit. Um, you just got to look at the bigger picture and realize that this is a short time frame on, on, on a major scale here. Like I view everybody, I think everybody should view themselves as a business. And even if you're, you know, if, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, which I'm sure most people are, but even if you're not, it's like every single person is a business. Uh, how you carry yourself, that's your brand. How you look, how you make people feel, that's your brand. And how you get your finances in, that may be the job that you work, whatever it is, right? And your ultimate goal is to one day make a lot of money and retire and maybe I want to go do X, Y, and Z too. That's like your your IPO as a company or you know getting bought up, your, your major goal. Every person is a business and successful businesses take years and years and years, lifetimes to create. And so realize when shit's going wrong, this is like day 20 of, you know, 80, like a hundred thousand. So, so we're going to be all right. Yeah. And you know, that's everything, you know, talking to yourself and just reminding yourself on the ultimate goal. That's the key. So, you know, Matt, um, I'd love for you to tell the listeners, you know, where they can find you, social media, Spotify, stuff like that. This is your time to kind of make sure that we know where to find you. Love that. Yeah. So it's just Matt Corman on ever and Matt Corman on Instagram and Matt Corman on Spotify. Make sure you follow the boy on Spotify because that's the spot where we're trying to where we're trying to grow it a lot. Yeah. Easy username to remember. No underscores, nothing, just straight up. I like that. As somebody mm-hmm. who has a very complicated last name, I still haven't figured out the whole username thing yet because people always misspell it. But yeah. uh, all Matt's information will be linked in the description of the episode. I encourage you to check out the music, check out the Instagram. Really inspiring brand growth over the last few years. It's something a lot of people can learn from. Matt, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I've had a great time and really enjoyed our conversation. And I'm looking forward to more. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. That was fun. Absolutely.